Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host this weekly show, Matty Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, Art Rooney II, Anthony Weidel, Dan Colbert, and the rest of the Steelers front office as they look to put together a winning roster in 2022 and beyond, a roster that you know, we want to compete for a seven Lombardi trophy and a roster that's right now one and four. Um, luck hadn't gone their way in some respects. They could be zero and five. If luck had gone their way in other ways, they could be two and three. There's a lot of if, ifs, what's, buts, coulda, shoulda, wouldas. Um, but look, the Steelers are where they are. And so usually like the premise of this show, I do like to get into college players by this stage, definitely five weeks into the season. I've got a lot of work there um, that I've done that I've not been able to talk to you about just because of the nature of what's happened this season and, you know, talking about other teams' rookies and talking about things that have been breaking and a rookie quarterback starting in Kenny Pickett. And last week we talked about the young peas. If you missed that show, I talked about, you know, forget the killer bees. It's time for the young peas and Pickens, Pat Freemuth, um, and Kenny Pickett. And so, I promise you that probably from next week we'll move back to that. Uh, this week I had I had a couple of profiles of guys I wanted to look at. I know I know that Jeffrey, um, not Jeffrey Benny, I know that Betts and Wilbar, um, you know, are looking at a couple of profiles of players too. We're looking at you know guys at key needs. You know, on this show I, I always like to preview guys throughout the college season and then into the off season. Um, so we'll get back to that. Uh, this week it is hard because the Buccaneers had up to eight or nine rookies that we're going to talk through in part two of the show um, that are already contributing in their rookie years. So pretty pretty um, massive cohort that's contributing to them. So as usual, uh, part one this week's show, we're going to go we're back to our usual schedule. I know last week I did the Bills players first, um, but this week we're going to talk about the Steelers players, um, those Steelers rookies that are making a contribution and I guess, obviously, you probably see in the title, it's a play on words a little bit, but the Steelers have got a rookie class that are really starting to actually make a contribution more than what they have in other, in other years. I know that we obviously had, you know, the year Juju came out, it was a big year for them. 2020 looked like it would be good with Claypool, Dotson, um, and Highsmith. Highsmith and Dotson's turned out to be a bit so-so. Um, still chance for him to redeem himself, but, you know, not necessarily an absolute standout there. Um, you know, Claypool, we've all got our different issues with Claypool. I could see a lack of effort on the weekend, apparently, that's doing the rounds on Twitter and from a film clip. Um, and then, of course, we know Iceman's turned out to be pretty, pretty good um, for a third round pickup. But this season, obviously, Pickens looks terrific. Um, you know, let's just hope he can stay out of trouble off the field as well. I'm not insinuating that he won't, but uh, I know that there's a concern out there amongst some Steel fans on that one um, and, and you know, not attracting bad penalties. Kenny Pickett is the real deal for me. Um, so excited with that. We'll talk about DeMarvin Leal as well. We even saw two receptions this week from um, Connor Hayward, so we'll look at that. Uh, and Calvin Austin, I think, is now starting to work his way off injury, injury reserve, um, which is just, uh, you know, just perfect. I think, you know, given the lack of what's happening with Claypool, given Gunnar Oshesky's, um returning, uh, challenges, which means that I think he's going to struggle to get a, a hat or even I think he's going to struggle to stay on the 53 over the rest of the season, at least going, at least post the buy. Getting Calvin Austin back could be a real boon for Kenny Pickett as well in the sweep game and those sorts of things. Um, but let's crack into these Steelers rookies with a guy that 
he's really kind of proven his worth and he's becoming a bit of a, a fun stealer to support as well um, in Jalen Warren. He's someone that, you know, I saw something on social media this week around. He still walks in the Steelers facility every day, looks at that logo and is just so impressed um, to be, you know, to, to be a stealer. And that's what we want as Steel fans. We want someone that's got pride in the jersey. We want someone that wants to make a difference, that feels, you know, privileged and honored to be a Steeler. Um, but Jalen Warren had his best career game so far um, in terms of the receiving game. Um, you know, he had uh, four receptions from five targets uh, for 40 yards, um, which is pretty incredible in that perspective. Average of 9.75, caught 80%, obviously four from five. The yards per target, 7.8. He played 51% of the offensive snaps. On the rushing side, wasn't his best game, but second best game. Um, he had five attempts for 24 yards, averaging 4.8. Obviously, we know Najee uh, Harris is struggling a little bit at the moment. Whether To me, I reckon he's playing through an injury. I also think the O-line, I agree with some of my BTSC counterparts, the O-line's not exactly blocking in a way that's going to fit a guy with his style of running back. Um, but Jalen Warren's a bit more of that change of pace guy, a bit faster um, there. And and he's doing pretty well. It's pretty cool. Um, Jalen Warren's funny because I feel like he's put the Madden hat on, right? So, so Jalen Warren has a 4-5-5 40-yard time um, from the combine um, or his pro day. I'm pro football reference to say it is from the combine that he went there. So it's kind of interesting that he has that i feel like he plays faster and so if you put like a madden hat on it's like his speed rating is a little bit lower than his acceleration rating in a way um i just feel that like once he gets going he gets that pace up um but he's definitely got a different uh, the way he plays and the way he uses that pace is definitely very different um to Najee harris he is going to be 24 in about in, in on november one as well so he's going to be a bit of an older running back there um but at 5 8 215 pounds he's like a little cannonball um, that's my little probably nickname for him is the cannonball. I played rugby with a guy that um, we, a similar thing. He was a short Filipino guy, um, legend of a bloke, um, and and he just was so hard to tackle because he and he was so much shorter than everyone else. He was like five six, um, five five, and he, you just couldn't tackle him. And he had these tree trunk in a good way legs, um, you know, and he just powered them through. And yeah, he was a cannonball. And when I watched Jalen Warren on the pool, it's the same thing. Um, so yeah, and, and Jalen Warren has his teammates backs and that, 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 uh, old teammate of mine had our backs as well. So it's just funny. It made me think about him more and more as, um, as I'm watching these games, but yeah, and special teams as well. Jalen Warren continues to contribute playing 36% of the, um, the special team snaps as well. Looking at George Pickens, he had, uh, six receptions of eight targets this week for 83 yards, almost got there to the hundred again. So he's starting to really pick up now, starting to sort of deliver on some of that preseason hype as a, a potential rookie of the year. Um, you know, offensive rookie of the year candidate, but obviously now Kenny's in, uh, it is favored to quarterbacks. Maybe Kenny gets in there if the Steelers can get some, get some wins down the stretch. Um, so he, as with six from eight, he caught 75% of these targets. Yards per target was 10.38. Yards per reception was 13.83. He played 76% of the offensive snaps, um, which is a, tying career second. So he had 85% in week two and then 76% in week three. Uh, no special team snaps this week. I think just Pickens looks rock solid. He makes plays uh, on the ball. He gets into space. He's a key target on certain downs. 
I uh, really liked it from from that perspective. Just trying to pull up. Yeah, first downs, he's got 12 on a season so far. Um, and so I think that was another big thing this week is that I think he had a couple of really key first downs. Um, and, that, and that's a real benefit to this Steelers team. I mean, look, five games where he's only started two. I mean, obviously it depends on your formation, but five games, 250 target, 250 yards. He's averaging 50 yards a game. He's averaging um, just under six targets um, for three, for almost, um, uh, so, yeah, sorry. He's averaging six targets um, for, you know, but three and a half um, receptions a game. He's averaging like a couple of first downs that he's getting. 60.7% um catch catch percentage rate. So yeah, he's doing he's doing pretty cool. Um yet see anything in the rushing game. I'm I'm interested to see his pace and and um his aggressiveness on a sweep. Uh, but I also don't want him to get cleaned up. You know, he he's funny, even though he's six three two hundred pounds, he just he looks like he's got a thin frame. I wonder, I don't want him to lose any speed, but I wonder if he could put on whether he puts on between now and his um you know, between now and his sophomore year, whether he puts on like an extra 10 pounds and just gets a bit more muscly like that. I don't want to put on him to put on too much though. I thought Juju did. And obviously Ben started throwing a lot shorter and I feel like it kind of affected um, Juju a little bit in that regard. So they're obviously losing AB, but anyway, that's a different story. Um, but look, George Malik Pickens Jr. having a great season so far on a not that great um, overall Steelers team. Uh, I just love the attitude that he brings to work as well. He's serious about it, um, and he's a fighter and a battler. And I kind of like that because we know that the Steelers have talked about culture and they're drafted for culture. And you think about Pickett, and we'll, wait, and we'll talk about him in a little bit, but the way he fought in the game, you talk about Marvin Leal and some nastiness on the line. Calvin Austin is a baller and has got that mean streak attitude as well. Um, and then and then you think about Jalen Warren. They've drafted guys that either have got some fight or mongrel in them, as we say down in Australia. Um, and they've drafted guys that are just, you know, have got that mentality we want. And that's really important on a team that's going to go through a, a rebuild, refresh, retool, whatever you want to call it over the next few years. Probably it's a rebuild this year, re- retooling even more so next year. Um, but, you know, look ahead to season 2023, 2024, particularly 2024. This is when these guys are coming to their absolute owns um, and they're already off to a really good start. Speaking of that, Connor Hayward, um, he had, as I said, two receptions early in the show, two receptions this game for 12 yards, six, um, six yards per reception, yards per target, six. Catch rate 100%. He's played 13% of the offensive snaps. So, you know, at 10, um, you know, and, and that's a, d- a decent game from him. You know, if he can get, you know, if he was to average, you know, 15, 20 yards a game, that's probably a good contribution from the third string tight end. Um, although I'm interested to see how over his course of his career, whether he becomes a fullback, um, particularly Derek Watt as his contract expires. Um, but he also played 60% of the special team snaps as well. So that's important to note. Um, they're great to see Connor Hayward in the game. I stick by what I said last week. At some point in this season, he's going to make an absolute killer play that extends a game-winning drive, gets a touchdown, does something um, awesome, and he's just—I think he's just a guy that's prepared to do the do the dirty work, or at least do the um, you know roll his sleeves up and get his hands dirty. And that's what I like about the Haywoods. Um, I, I really love that. 
Then you got to Marvin Leal, who played 41% of the defensive snaps this week, 28% of the special team snaps. It was a season high for him in terms of snaps on the day, um, in terms of 41%. But from an actual snaps perspective, it was uh, the second highest because he actually played 27% of the snaps in week four because the defense was on the field longer. In this game, he had one tackle. Um, it was a solo tackle, no tackles for a loss, but he had two pass defenses. So getting there and disrupting it, not bad from him. Um, again, someone that continues to develop. I am going to, we should just say in the, the week of the buy, I'm going to spend a bit of time looking at where he lined up for the Steelers and, and, and the stats versus where he lined up, because I think I'm interested to see how the Steelers are using him overall. Pro Football Reference, interestingly, list him instead of a DA defensive end or a DA as a defensive tackle. Um, that kind of shows up for the Steelers as well. Um, anyway, I think this guy's a gun. I think being born, you know, but it's not being born. Being, obviously being born is important. Uh, but being 22 as well, I think this is a guy, imagine what he's going to be like, you know, years three and years four for this Steelers team. Um, given Ogan Joby's back issue as well, you know, we might expect him to play even more this week. And I just think this is a guy that, like, you know, you might not see a mass improvement in the stats, but then week 15, 16, 17, if he's healthy, getting more game time, this is where you see a guy like this have a breakout game. Um, and he's a talented guy. And I love how much he's being spoken about some of the press conferences by people like Coach Tomlin. That tells you he's a guy that, that they're they're pretty happy with and pretty high on. So what you'd expect for someone that, you know, at one point was going to, you know, tip to be a top 10, 15 pick in the NFL draft. Then I just wanted to mention Calvin Austin. He's working his way off injured reserve. Um, and I'm really excited um, by the prospects of him coming in. So we'll see how that looks. Obviously, Stephen Sims is taking over based on what Mike Tomlin said in the Tuesday press conference. He'll be taking over the, the returning duties this week. Now he's back from the really weird injury, pre-game injury that he suffered last week with the, with the ball to the eye. Um, so Calvin Austin, I'm really interested to see um, him work his way into the roster. And as I say, I think that'll you more see that post the bye. Then we got Kenny Pickett. Uh, now, I saw, before we get into Kenny Pickett and what I thought about his play, there's a stat line going out that he had the second most yards um, as a rookie on debut. I have a look at uh, Pro Football Reference subscription part called Stathead. That didn't look like that was the case. I've also had a look um, in a few other places. Again, it didn't look like the case, and you've got to look at whether they're a rookie, whether it's their first start, whether it's their rookie on debut. Um, looking back to 1950, he wasn't in there. Then I looked at certain criteria where it was over 300 yards, and he was. Maybe it's a pro football reference has got an issue on their end. But then in other graphs, he's not in there. Um, that those haven't been updated in the last couple of years, but they have guys that had five more yards than he threw on the weekend. Regardless, he had a great performance. I don't care about that. I'm on second most on debut or whatever. 34 from 52, 65.38%. Yards, 327. Yeah, no TDs. He did have an interception. Quarterback rating is 74.8. Was sacked three times for 17 yards. One rush for 10 yards. And he he did look like he wanted to use his feet. I know we had that one where he went below the line of scrimmage, but I'd rather him do that than get hit um, as well. So, you know, that's going to be important. He admitted um, between the Jets and the Buffalo game that he doesn't want to take, you know, the hits that he took like that of Quinn and Williams, or he can't in, in pro football if he wants to stay healthy. Um, but I think the stat line there are 52 passes. I would have much rather to see 22 from 26 or 24 from 32. 
when you're throwing, it's like what we say all the time when we reflect on Ben and the Jacksonville game in the Cleveland Browns playoff game. If the if Steelers quarterback has to throw more than 50 times, it's a problem. It, it, it's a real problem um, because that means the rest of the team aren't performing. The Steelers had like 50-something rush yards on the day. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, and so, yeah, like it's... It's great from him. He showed fight all the way to the end. Almost got injured with Hamlin and Shaq Lawson. Both of them dirty hits. I don't care what Hamlin says after a game. You don't do that. Uh, I know it's spirit and competitiveness of the game, but it is what it is. Like it, you can't do that. Um, she when you're up by that much. It was. Um, it's just disrespectful. Um, but look, I love Kenny Pickett. Uh, people can obviously tell I'm a big fan. I've kept quiet on it, but I really am. I love the the moxie. I don't even know I don't like that moxie. I call it swagger, confidence. Um, I love that that he brings to the field, the assuredness. Um, he's also really self-aware, which I think is important. Um, not cocky, but confident. You know, I think there's a fine line between the two, but he treads it really carefully um, and in a good way. Like He knows how to just stay on that confidence side of things. But I thought it was interesting to compare it. You know, a lot of people are comparing things to Ben. I'm going to compare it not because of comparing a Hall of Famer with a guy that's just played his second starter, you know, comparing a Hall of Famer to the one who Super Bowls. But Ben only had to complete 12 of 22 for 54.5%, 163 yards, one TD, one interception, quarterback rating 74.6. So really similar to Kevin Kenny Pickett's 74.8. But Ben didn't have to do that. And they won that, that full first start against Miami. You know, he came against Baltimore, but he didn't have to do what Kenny Pickett had to do because the team wasn't getting their butt handed to them like they were um, against um, the Buffalo Bills. Now, yeah, the defense is injured. That makes a difference. Ben had a better defense. He did. I, I can, I'll, I'll tell you what the com- comparison of the two games looks like because, interestingly, first downs, Seals had 23 to Buffalo's 21. In Ben's first game, Pittsburgh had 15 to Miami's 23. So only two first down difference. Isn't that like uncanny? Um, rush yards, TDs. So rush yards, 17 for 54 yards, 17 attempts, 53 yards, no TDs um, in this game for Pittsburgh against Buffalo. Against Miami and Ben's start, they had 38 attempts for 153 yards, no TDs. But 153 yards versus 54 absolutely took the pressure off Ben. Completions, I, I talked to you that about Ben. Um, so, you know, that is what it is. Buffalo, we allowed 18 rush yards attempts for 120 yards, one TD against Miami and Ben's game. We, they had 29 attempts for 52 yards. So the defense was absolute, you know, steel curtain defense. Kenny was sacked three times for 17 yards. Ben was only sacked once for two yards. Now I know Ben could stiff on at that, at that point in time, Ben would take anyone on, um and and try his luck so that's that's a bit of a you know you know and i haven't watched going back and watched every snap of that game uh that ben played in his seconds in his first crew start um second game so you know that is what it is net pass yards though were like almost double kenny pickett almost through double net pass yards and they still didn't get the win and this is why um and this is shows you about pittsburgh steelers defense um and, and importance of our running game but also in the Buffalo game, we allowed 432 net yard passes, net pass yards. Against Miami, Ben's career start was 117 net pass yards. Fumbles, none by Ben and the Steelers. Pittsburgh, one one fumble, lost the fumble. 
Miami, we caused five fumbles and we re- and 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 Miami lost two. Buffalo caused one, they lost one. Turnovers, we had two in this game. Ben's first game, they only had one. Penalties was double in Ben's first game, which is interesting. Third count down conversions, we had five for 15 on the weekend. The Steelers had five, not we, but the Steelers had five for 15 on the weekend. They had five for 16 in Ben's, in Ben's first game. So it was a worse percentage. But against Buffalo, we allowed them to convert on five of nine. Um, we only allowed three of 11 um, against Miami. I'm seeing we again, but it's just simpler. Um, fourth down, we had no fourth down conversions, whereas we converted one, one for two. Um, in the game against Miami. Um, time possession was 36 minutes this week, 34 minutes for Pittsburgh against Miami. So basically, the crux of what I'm saying there is that Big Ben's first start, the rest of the team helped him out more. I mean, you know, you had 163 rushing yards. Bettis had 12 yards. Deuce Staley had 101. Vernon Veron Haynes um, had 34. Kenny Pickett. He was helped Jalen Warren with 24 yards off five. Najee Harris, 20 off 11. You can't help your team like that. And then the defense added into play. Kenny Pickett is looks the goods. The Steelers have to find a way to give him as much of what they were able to give Ben, like, you know, almost 20 years ago now. That's that's the difference. If if defense can get healthy post the bye, the run game gets better. Steelers probably can go in and beat Miami before the bye. I don't, you know, this week's interesting against the Bucks. I agree with Bad on the weekend, maybe uh, in the post game show. Maybe the Steelers can surprise some things, but I think it's more about just not crushing Kenny's confidence. The Canada thing is what it is. Um, you know, I, of course, I would love to see an offense coordinator change too. You know, they're going to do it in the season. I doubt it. Um, but giving. Better performance in the run game, and as his offensive lines gelling, that could be helped. You know, that, I think that can happen. Um, and a better defense, and a defense that's actually clicking and working, um, will go a long way to helping this team get wins. Uh, so I, I guess we'll just see what happens from here. Um, but with that, we're going to take a break on Steel's War Room. Join for part two. We're going to look at the the, the whole host of uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers rookies that are really performing for their, for them so far and guys to watch out for that could make an impact in this week's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers at home at Acre Shore Stadium. We're back on Steel's War Room. I'm your host this weekly show, Matty Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put in the minds of Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan, the rest of the Steel's front office, as they look to put together a roster that will win in 2022 and beyond, a roster that will compete for a seventh Lombardi trophy, which definitely looks like it's going to be a future year, um, the way we're traveling at the moment. But you never know. There's plenty of time in the season left. So right now, um, in terms of the Steelers team, um, sorry, in terms of the Buccaneers team, it doesn't look like any of their rookies are in the injury report so far um, by looking at it. So that's a that's a good thing for them. Um, there's a lot of other guys, Cameron Brake, their tight end, Akeem Hicks, Logan Ryan, uh, Russell Gage, Julio Jones, Brashad Perryman, Tom Brady, 
Um, Carlton Davis, Levante David, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, Rakeem, Nunes, Rochez, um, Donovan Smith. Um, out of those guys, status out is Cameron Brait, Akeem Hicks, Logan Ryan. I think most of those guys have been out for a while. Cameron Brait, those is a concussion. Perryman, Jones, and Gage in the wide receiver room are all questionable. Gage is a hamstring, so you never know. Knee as well for Julio Jones and Brashad Perryman, so they can be hard things to come back from. Everyone else um, looks like they're not out for this game so far. Um, the rest of the stuff is either personal rest um, or what judging by an injury report looks like maybe it's a, a just an, an ongoing niggle. And guys are all dealing with that. So the first player we're going to look at for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is a player, their punter, Jake Kamada out of, um, yeah, Kamada is how I would pronounce it, um, out of Georgia, um, the Georgia Bulldogs, selected in the fourth round of this year's 2022 NFL draft. Obviously, he's a punter. He's played um, 16, season high 16 snaps, weeks one and week two, season low last week of 11. Um, obviously like with that many snaps as a punter, they haven't been punting it that much. So obviously he's their holder for kicks as well. Um, his season high punting of six in weeks two and week three in terms of attempts. He had four last week. Um, he's averaging, he's doing pretty well actually in terms of his punts um, on the season so far. His average punt uh, yard is 45.5. He's got a long of 65. He's punted for a thousand yards, a nice clean thousand um, as well. Um, ah, he also, ah, he might not be the holder, um, but he does their kickoffs. So he's had 11 touchbacks off 25 attempts with a, that's a rating of 44% um, as well. So interesting. He does their kickoffs. Um, but yeah, that's Jake Kamada. Obviously he's a fourth round draft pick, but you know, in the special teams, that's pretty high. And he's doing what he needs to do. Then you've got um, Olakunle Fatakusai. It's probably how more how you guys um, uh, pronounce it over in the US, but I more say it from the and from my experience with people, um, players of Polynesian background. Um, Fatakasi um, or Fatakasi, yeah, Fatakasi um, is probably or Fatakusi, but um, is how I probably more say it. Um, but anyway, he's a linebacker out of Rutgers. Um, he's only played on special teams so far. He gets about 50% of the snaps, um, playing somewhere between 11 and 15 on the season so far. He's had one combined, one solo tackle um, so far on the season. So, you know, that that's really his contribution. He wears number 53, um, just so you know, as well. Then you've got uh, Kalen Geiger out of um, Texas Tech was the most recent college. He went undrafted. Um, he has played 31% of special team snaps in week two, 40% in week three, 5% in week five. And he's played like literally nine um, offensive snaps on the season so far as well. He's a wide receiver, 5'10", 180 pounds. Obviously, they've got a pretty deep room, but he's a guy that's in there to provide a bit of cover for them um, as well. No, otherwise no stats. So I think they've just used him in blocking. Um, so yeah, there's nothing really more to do from his part. He was jersey number 80 if you see him lining up on the weekend. He was brought up from the practice squad um, last week as well against Atlanta. Then you've got Luke Gertike, um out of Central Michigan. Is the Yeah. Three's out of um, offensive line, six of five, 295 pounds. Corner profile reference is probably going to be more size than that now in the season. He's played 100% of snaps. Um, I thought they were going to play him 
maybe at right tackle, but he won the left guard, left guard spot um, coming out of the preseason. He's played somewhere between six, three and six special team snaps on the season so far as well, um, which is kind of interesting. He has one tackle um, that must have been after a fumble, I think, um, unless it was special teams one. I don't watch much Bucks football. Um, so I wouldn't be able to tell you there. He was number 67 uh, jersey. He's got three penalties on the season so far as well, one holding two false start. So it'll be interesting to see how the Steelers look to maybe send some pass rush his way um, and expose him to put pressure on Tom Brady. I'd expect him to do some shifty things with Cam Haywood, maybe even um, rush to Marvin Leal. And if Ogan Joby's healthy on the day, he could provide some real pressure against a guy like Luke Gertekay as well. You then have another guy who I really liked in the draft, Logan Hall, six foot six, 260 pounds, defensive end, more of a 4-3 guy, so he wasn't really going to come to the Steelers. He was, um, he was taken in the second round, 33rd overall, so just missed out. Um, you know, in the NFL draft as well, being a first round ace guy that late people were thinking could make it into the end of the end of the first round. He's played, um, he's got more defensive snaps as the season's rolled on. He started off with 29%, which was 20 snaps in week one. Last week he played 38 snaps, which was 58% um, of the team's defensive snaps. And that's a season high for him. He's played a handful of, he averages about three special team snaps um, each game as well. He's had four tackles on for a loss on the season so far, five tackles, um, four quarterback hits. I just hope the the week that he gets, um, and yeah, he's had two sacks as well, but I hope the week that this week he, uh, the Steelers can stop him from getting his third career sack um, from taking the tackles for loss up to five to get his quarterback hits up to five. So he is someone that's getting the quarterback um, this is a guy like low key, you know, he can get to six, seven, eight sacks, you know, defensive rookie of the year. This is a guy that could be in that mix toward the end of it, um, to making a real contribution for them, particularly with a keen Hicks out as well, uh, gives him a chance to play some more snaps. Um, they've obviously slowly bring him in, but Logan, Logan Hall will be a force to come in the years ahead as well. So there's a name you better get to know when he wears jersey number 90, just like TJ Watt. We then look forward, uh, the next preview, the next player is Ko Kiefer, tight end out of Minnesota. Um, started two games on the season so far. He's had one reception for one yard. Oh, sorry, one target for one reception. Um, 19 yards on the season so far. He's also had tackles in the special teams game. So he's had two tackles so far in the season. He plays a, a, between somewhere between um, 50% uh, and 77% was how many special teams he snaps he played last week. So he's a guy contributing there. Um, look out for him. He's 265 pounds, six foot five. So doing more in the blocking game. And he wears number 41 um, for them. Then you've got Zion McCollum, cornerback um, out of Sam Houston State as well. Uh, and he... He's not an interesting player, like six foot four, 200 pound. It's kind of an interesting size to have um, there as well um, from a uh, cornerback position. Um, but yeah, he's sort of had two tackles on the season so far. He played 20% of the special team snaps last week. That was his first game. He played 59% um, of the special team snaps. I should say 20% of the defensive snaps. Um, and so, yeah, he's a guy that you might see contribute more this week as well. He did last week. 
Um, so I mean they've they've got they've got some injuries there. I mentioned a couple of guys in the injury report, a couple of those guys, cornerbacks. Um, so you might see him again this week. He wears jersey numbers 27 um as well. Uh, but he's a guy, particularly if they're looking at dime, maybe a big nickel defense. Um, you might see a bit out of Zion McCollum. Then you got Cade Otten, the tight end drafted out of Washington. Um, someone that someone they thought could only be anywhere from second to the fifth round. Um, drafted 106 overall. So he has 10 receptions um, on the season so far from 13 targets. Uh, he has uh, 76 yards on the season so far. A couple of tackles he had in the first week on special teams. Um in terms of offensive snaps, he played 48% in week one, ramping up to 49% in week two. Then he ramped up to 67, so two-thirds of the over two-thirds in week four. Last week, he played 94% of the offensive snaps, uh, which is – I'm kind of surprised um, he played that many. He's a, a he's more of a rec- like receiving reception um, possession tight end rather than, a in my mind, a blocking tight end. But if he's building that part of his game and maybe he has since come in the NFL, that's a good thing. Um, for the Bucs, not so much for the Steelers. Uh, he played 23% on special teams last week, and that, that was like a season low for him. So you can really see that he's probably, particularly with Bright out, they're really looking to him um, probably to be one of their leading, if not the leading tight end for them. He was jersey number 88 um, as well. He's only got a drop rate of 7.7, which is pretty good for a rookie tight end too. Um, and he ca- he's got a catch percentage on the season so far of 76.9%. Then we got Brandon Walton to preview. He's a 300 pound, according to Proof Reference. Again, probably a bit bigger since entering the NFL, but six foot five um, tackle. He played 100% of the offensive snaps in week three, only 5% in week four, um, 66% in week two. So, really, this week will come down to whether there's an injury or not. He plays a little bit on special teams too. So, you just we'll just have to see with a guy like this. He's you know obviously take he was an undrafted free agent, um, rookie free agent there. So it'll be interesting to see if whether he plays this week. He's number seventy three um, as well. He doesn't look like offensive line penalties. He has two so far in the season: one holding, one false start. And then the final player we'll preview is Rashad White. Um, and he is a running back out of Arizona State was the last college he played at. 91st overall in the 2022 NFL draft um, out of the Tampa, for the, by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the third round, 91st overall. He's had uh, 16 rushes on the season so far for 35 yards. Uh, there he's had... Looking at the targets, he's had 13 targets um, for 10 receptions. So that's pretty high catch percentage. Um, total yards there, it's funny. He's got more in the receiving game. He had 50 yards off five receptions. Yeah, 50, 50 yards off five receptions in week four. He had 28 last week off three for an average of 9.33. Um, he's he's had four returns on the season so far as well. So contributing in all facets of the game. Uh, if you look at his overall season snaps, he's played 26% of the offensive snaps, 43% of the special team snaps. In terms of overall, the, the stats cumulative on the season, 16 rush attempts, 35 yards, one TD, seven first downs. Um, on the From the rushing perspective, receiving 10 receptions from 13 targets, 
85 yards, average of 8.5 there, four first downs, um, no TDs. So his guys contributing in, in, in different ways um, for them. And yes, they've got a Leonard Fournette. He's a guy that can spell them. He's a bit like our version. He's, you know, he, he's sort of contributing in a way like Jalen Warren is for us. Um, but he's obviously doing a bit in the receiving game as well. Um, you know, and we did see that recently from Jalen Warren too. I haven't watched this guy, so I don't know how well he blocks compared to like a Jalen Warren, but he's clearly proving himself to be a rotational back um, for the Bucks and someone to look out for. And he was chosen number 29. And so with that, that kind of brings us to the end of this week's Steelers, Warren. I guess to answer the question, can the Steelers help rookies help buck the trend? It starts this week against the Bucks. It's probably going to take a bit longer than that, in, in all honesty, um, for the Steelers to be able, Steelers rookies to be able to fully make the impact. But I think we're on the right trajectory. And that was my point of behind this title of the podcast. I've got full confidence in Kenny and Pickens in Liao. Obviously, I'm bullish on Connor Haywood and Calvin Austin. And yeah, they this team needs these guys to step up. Um, I'm glad to hear about guys like Arthur Mollette getting upset with people joking around the locker room after getting smashed to quote Mike Tomlin. I kind of find it funny Mike Tomlin used that phrase as well. We use that in Australia, but I was kind of, you know, um, expect, I just expected something different. So to hear him say smash, it was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really think these rookies can help them reverse and, you know, this losing trend, but we might have to just be patient still, fans. This might not be something that we see fully addressed and come or at least come to more of a fruition until after the until after the bye week. But with that, as always, we'll be here rooting for the Steelers. Go Steelers. Yeah.